Okay, next hadith. Haddathana Muhammad ibn Ghurayrin al-Zuhriyu. Haddathana Ya'qub ibn Ibrahim an abihi an Salih ibn Kaysana an ibn Shihabin. Qala akhbarani Amir ibn Sa'adin an abihi. Qala a'ta Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rahtan. So here, Sa'ad radiallahu anhu, because Amir ibn Sa'ad is narrating from his father, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave, meaning he distributed some wealth, amongst rahtan a group of people wa ana jalisun fihim and i was sitting among them i was there qala he said fataraka rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam minhum rajulan lam yu'tihi and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam left one man meaning he did not give him anything so imagine there is a group of people and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is distributing things but one man the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam didn't give anything to And Sa'ad radiallahu anhu is watching this. And Sa'ad radiallahu anhu says that that person, وَهُوَ أَعْجَبُهُمْ إِلَيَّ He was the best of them to me. Meaning, I thought really highly of that man. فَقُمْتُ إِلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ So I stood and I went to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. And then فَسَارَرْتُهُ And then I whispered to him. Or I spoke to him secretly. فَقُلْتُ And I said, مَا لَكَ عَنْ فُلَانٍ That how come... You didn't give to so and so. Wallahi inni la urahu mu'minan. By Allah, I see him to be a believer. I know that this man is a believer. Why won't you give him something? Qala, the Prophet ﷺ said, Aw musliman, or a Muslim. Meaning you say that he is a mu'min by Allah. Or he could be a Muslim. Qala, fasakattu qalilan. So Sa'ad radiallahu anhu said that I remained silent for some time. And then, ثُمَّ غَلَبَنِي مَا أَعْلَمُ فِيهِ And then again, what I knew about that man overcame me. فَقُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ So again, I said, O Messenger of Allah, مَا لَكَ عَنْ فُلَانٍ Why won't you give something to this man? وَاللَّهِ إِنِّي لَأُرَاهُ مُؤْمِنًا By Allah, I see him to be a believer. قَالَ أَوْ مُسْلِمًا The Prophet ﷺ again corrected him. Or, a Muslim. قَالَ فَسَكَتُّ قَلِيلًا He said again, I was quiet for some time. ثُمَّ غَلَبَنِي مَا أَعْلَمُ فِيهِ And then, what I knew about him overcame me. فَقُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ And I said, O Messenger of Allah, مَا لَكَ عَنْ فُلَانٍ وَاللَّهِ إِنِّي لَأَرَاهُ مُؤْمِنًا Why won't you give something to this man when I see him to be a believer? قَالَ أَوْ مُسْلِمًا يَعْنِي فَقَالَ إِنِّي لَأُعْطِ الرَّجُلَ And then the Prophet I sometimes give to a man while وَغَيْرُهُ while someone other than him is أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِنْهُ is more beloved to me than him. Why do I give the first man? خَشْيَةَ أَنْ يُكَبَّ فِي النَّارِ عَلَى وَجْهِهِ Out of fear that he will be thrown in the fire on his face. وعن أبيه عن صالح عن إسماعيل بن محمد أنه قال سمعت أبي يحدث بهذا فقال في حديثه So in another narration we learn that فضرب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بيده That when Sa'ad رضي الله عنه asked him so many times the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم struck him with his hand where فجمع بين عنقي وكتفي Between his shoulder and neck So he put his hand over there really hard And ثُمَّ قَالَ أَقْبِلْ أَيْ سَعَدْ And then he said, Yes, O Sa'ad, إِنِّي لَعُوْطِ الرَّجُلِ He said that statement. Imam Bukhari over here explains the word, that the word يُكَبَّ. He says, قَالَ أَبُوْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ فَكُبْكِبُوا قُلِبُوا Kubkibu meaning 
they were overturned. Mukibban akabba rajulu ida kana fi'luhu ghayra waqi'an ala ahadin. Mukibban is used. Akabba is when a person is doing the action himself. Faida waqa al fi'lu qulta kabbahu Allahu liwajhihi. And the other form is kabba. So there's two forms of the verb akabba and kabba. Okay, wa kababtuhu ana. So this is just some linguistic analysis. Now, what do we see in this hadith? What's happening? The Prophet ﷺ is distributing wealth amongst people. And sometimes, and remember that this was something that he did routinely. He would distribute wealth amongst people. Sometimes he would give it to individuals and, and sometimes he would distribute it in a group. And sometimes it would be zakat money, sometimes it was war booty, sometimes it was sadaqah. So here again, he's distributing some wealth amongst people, but one man is left out. Did this man ask the Prophet ﷺ? He himself didn't. And this is the lesson over here. That this person did not ask that he should be given something, even though other people around him, every single person was being given. So not begging. Then we see over here, that the Prophet ﷺ is giving to a group of people collectively. So this means that you can distribute something also. You don't have to call a person in private. Okay? You don't have to do that every single time. It's good to give charity in private, but sometimes when you give something in public, that is also fine. But always think about the situation. What is more appropriate? If you're singling one person out for a gift, then it might be embarrassing for them to receive it in front of everybody. So be considerate of the situation. Then we see over here, Sa'ad radiallahu anhu interceded for this man. He interceded for this man. He went to the Prophet ﷺ not once, but three times. He interceded for him. And this shows to us on the one hand the status of Sa'ad radiallahu anhu, that he was actually able to approach the Prophet ﷺ and say this to him. And then secondly, we see over here the way of the Prophet ﷺ also, that he was such that people could actually approach him. And could actually ask him that how come you didn't give to this man? So, and in another hadith we learned the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Ishfa'u tu'jaru. Make intercession, you will be rewarded. Meaning if something needs to be given, you make the request that it should be given so that you also get a share of that reward. The Prophet ﷺ welcomed feedback, he welcomed suggestions, and he also encouraged the companions that you should intercede for one another. And on the part of Sa'ad radiallahu anhu, he's using his status to help someone out. That he's going to the Prophet ﷺ requesting for someone. And this is ihsan through your status. Remember that ihsan, being good to others, is in a number of ways. One is that you're good to someone by using good speech. Another is that you're good to someone by giving them your wealth. Another is that you're good to someone by doing something for them. And then the fourth is that you use your status to help someone. Alright, so Sa'ad radiallahu anhu, he used his status over here to do ihsan. Then another thing we see over here is that Sa'ad radiallahu anhu noticed something and he did not like it, he did not agree with it. So he went and spoke to the Prophet sallallahu about it. Many times what happens is that when we see something and we disapprove of it, what do we do? Hmm? We just stay quiet. 
But Sa'ad radiallahu anhu, imagine, he went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he spoke his mind. Of course, there is a way to do that. And you can see that respect over here. But he gave feedback to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam also. So there is no person whom you think is beyond feedback. Right? That you cannot give them any suggestions. Then we see over here the etiquette of Sa'ad radiallahu anhu. That he did not speak to the Prophet ﷺ openly or loudly. That as the Prophet ﷺ is distributing Sa'ad who says that, what about this man? Right? He didn't put the Prophet ﷺ in an awkward position either. He went and spoke to him, Sarartuhu, privately, softly. He whispered to him. And then we see over here that Sa'ad anhu he gave his suggestion how many times? Three times. Now, we see that Sa'ad radiallahu anhu is giving the suggestion repeatedly. So sometimes you can give a suggestion repeatedly. You say something once, people don't get it. You say it again, maybe in a different way, and you say it again, there's no harm. Then we see that Sa'ad radiallahu anhu said that I, Wallahi, inni la'urahu mu'minan. By Allah, I see this man to be a Believer. And the Prophet ﷺ corrected him, aw Musliman. Or perhaps you see him as a Muslim. Each time. What is the difference between a mu'min and a Muslim? Remember that iman and Islam, these are terms that are used interchangeably. However, when you compare them, the difference is that iman is what is in the heart and Islam is what is on the external, on the outside. Like for example, a person says, I am a Muslim. This is Islam. A person says, I believe in Allah. This is their Islam. A person is praying salah. This is their Islam. A person is giving zakat. This is their Islam. Because on the outward, they appear to be who? A Muslim. But what is in the heart of a person? Can you see it? You cannot. Because uh, the, the hypocrites also would come to the masjid. They would come to the masjid. They would sit in the masjid. They would pray salah also. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them, وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ They're not actually believers. So there was outward submission in the form of actions, but iman was not in the heart. Who knows if iman is really in the heart of a person? Who knows that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when it comes to praising someone, okay, when it comes to praising someone, we should always praise the external. Because the external is what we see and what we know of. Like for example, you see that someone's very polite. You see that someone's doing their work really properly. Someone is hardworking. This is good. You can say things like that. They're so polite. They're so hardworking. They're so good at their work because you see it. But what is in the heart? What is in the heart? Hmm? Okay. Iman. What else is in the heart? Intention. Sincerity. So, is it correct for us to say things like, this person is so sincere? Should we say things like that? We don't know what's in their heart. You can say something like, I find their manner to be very genuine, for example. Or they're consistent. But to say that they're so sincere, they love Allah a lot. Or, you know, things like that, which are related to the heart, we should not say. Because we don't know what's in the heart. You know, for example, that occasion where Ali radiallahu anhu 
fought a man and that man said, I believe. And Ali radiallahu anhu fought him anyway because he said that he was only saying it to save his life. And the Prophet ﷺ reprimanded him very severely that did you cut open his heart? Did you see what was in his heart? Meaning that you can only judge a person based on their outward, their external, not what is in their heart. So when Sa'ad who kept on saying about this man that by Allah I see him to be a mu'min, the Prophet ﷺ corrected him, a Muslim, a Musliman. So be very careful about what you say regarding other people. Then we see here that Sa'ad radiallahu anhu made his suggestion repeatedly until the Prophet ﷺ gave him a satisfying answer. But we learned earlier that it is not right to ask repeatedly. Hmm? There's two things. First of all, Sa'ad radiallahu anhu was asking over here not for himself, but for someone else. Right? So there's a difference. Secondly, we see over here that when Sa'ad radiallahu anhu asked again and again and again, the Prophet ﷺ seemed to not like his repeated questioning. Why? Because in the narration we learned, فَضَّرَبَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ بِيَدِهِ He struck him with his hand between his neck and shoulder. Meaning the Prophet ﷺ, you know, he was firm with him. Okay, he was firm with him to kind of put a stop to this questioning. Then the Prophet ﷺ gave an explanation as to why he left out that man. And what was the reason? He said that sometimes I give to a man even though I'd rather give it to someone else. I'd rather give it to someone else, but I give to this person. Why? Out of fear that if I don't give him, he will be thrown into the fire. What does this mean? This means that if this person remains poor, that poverty will ruin him. And that poverty will ruin his faith. For some people, poverty is a big fitna. And this statement can be understood in another way also. That I give to a man, even though there is another person who is more beloved to me, meaning I'd rather give him, but I don't give him, which person? The person that I prefer. Why? Out of fear that if they receive it, they will end up in the fire. Meaning wealth will ruin them. And this is so true. Some people get very troubled by poverty. They cannot survive. They start questioning Allah. They begin to dislike their deen. And then there are other people who get corrupted because of wealth. So the Prophet ﷺ explained over here that there is a reason why I did not give something to this man. Now this shows us that sometimes you give for the sake of Allah and sometimes you withhold for the sake of Allah. You don't always have to give, give, give. There are some situations in which giving is good. And then there are other situations where not giving is good. Like for example, your child asks you for the fifth treat, right? Or the fifth candy, or the fifth bowl of ice cream. So you say, no, I am so nice to my children, I cannot say no. No, you have to say no over there for their health and well-being, right? And just like that, if someone asks you for a fifth favor in a row, They're like, this is not good for them. I don't mind helping them, but this is not a good habit. So you say no over there to help the other person. 
So sometimes you have to give and sometimes you have to withhold. And also we see over here the importance of recognizing people and what they thrive on. Some people, they live on praise. Right? If you praise them, if you, you know, give them something, work really well. But then there are other people who you give them one word of praise and they'll start slacking. So understand people and recognize what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and deal with them accordingly. And then we also see over here that the Prophet ﷺ, he liked some companions more than others. And this is something very natural. Right? He said very clearly that another person is ahabu ilayya, more beloved to me. So it's very natural that you don't have the same feelings for all people. Anything you'd like to add over here? Yes. The past couple of hadiths we've studied, there's, it's like you said that it's understanding people, right? In this, mm-hmm. in becoming like a better Muslim, it's not just about you holding yourself up and, you know, just doing ibadat and having khushu in your prayer. Like that's an element, but it's more about your interaction with people. Like, you know, knowing when people are needy and being aware of that and mm-hmm. assessing people's needs. And then we learn about giving publicly or privately. What's the situation? Like, how would they react? Like being conscious of people's feelings is such a big part of our deen and our responsibility as Muslims that I think we often overlook. Yes, very true. That we cannot live in a bubble. You see, there are levels of iman. First of all, there is Islam. There is the outward submission where a person says, okay, I believe. And then there is iman. All right? And there are levels of iman. Then there is ihsan, which is even higher that you worship Allah as though you see Him. And when it comes to iman, there are so many things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran. You know, for example, at the beginning of Suratul Anfal that Innamal Mu'minun Alladina Ida Dukirallahu Wajilat Kulubuhum Wa Ida Tuliat Alehim Ayatuhu Zadathum Imana that when Allah is mentioned their hearts they tremble, they pay attention, and then when Allah's verses are recited on them, their iman increases. So first of all we see over here that a believer listens to the name of Allah a lot. And then he listens to the ayat of Allah, the Quran. And then in the following verses, their spending is mentioned and and other deeds also. So iman really, it, it increases with the performance of deeds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes. Right? And also staying away from the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like. See, there's nothing wrong in informing people that this is something for which funds are being collected. But excessively asking them or forcing people to give or not allowing them to finish their salah and pray their witr, that's holding their worship hostage. Right? So it's not nice. It's against the spirit of our deen. Right? Because even you see over here, Sa'ad anhu, he's asking again and again, not for himself, but for someone else, but he's asking privately. And then he just asked three times. So, لا يسألون الناس الحافه. You see, it's very normal for the state of the heart to fluctuate. And since iman is in the heart, it will increase and decrease. This is something very normal. This is something that we actually believe in. In fact, there's a whole chapter in Sahih Bukhari on iman. And there are questions like, or chapter headings like, iman increases and decreases. So this is something very normal. But And it happens in life. But we have to see that, okay, how does my iman increase? So how did your iman increase? By learning, by listening to the Qur'an, by reciting the Qur'an. So if you feel like your iman is not at the same level, then you need to recite some more Qur'an. 
you need to listen to some more Quran. This is similar to how, you know, you are trying to make sure that you're eating healthy so that you can be healthy. I mean, having your multivitamins for a week is not enough, right? You have to be consistent if you really want to see a difference. So just like that, your heart also needs a dose of, you know, Quran and dhikr. So that, that has to be consistent, inshallah. Also in salah, when you say, اِهْدِنَ الصَّلَاةُ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ That Allah guide us to the straight path. Keep us on the straight path. Next hadith. حدثنا إسماعيل بن عبد الله قال حدثني مالك عن أبي الزناد عن الأعرج عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said ليس المسكين الذي يطوف على الناس The miskeen is not the person who goes around to people ترده اللقمة واللقمتان and a bite a morsel of food or two bites they turn him away meaning he's satisfied with that وَالتَّمْرَةُ وَالتَّمْرَتَانِ or one date or two dates وَلَكِنِ الْمِسْكِينَ but the miskin, the needy person is الَّذِي لَا يَجِدُ غِنًا يُغْنِيهِ who does not find wealth to suffice him وَلَا يُفْطَنُ بِهِ فَيُتَصَدَّقُ عَلَيْهِ nor he is such that his condition is known so that he is given sadaqah because sometimes a person's poverty is also concealed people don't know that they're struggling وَلَا يَقُومُ فَيَسْأَلُ النَّاسِ And he does not stand up so that he can ask people. Right? So the same hadith but different wording. So the point is that the real miskin is different. He does not beg and he remains in need. So you have to go and find him. حدثنا عمر بن حفص بن غياث حدثنا أبي حدثنا الأعمش حدثنا أبو صالح عن أبي هريرة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said لَأَنْ يَأْخُذَ أَحَدُكُمْ حَبْلَهُ ثُمَّ يَغْضُوَ If one of you were to take his rope, and then he goes in the morning, أَحْسِبُهُ I think قَالَ he said, إِلَى الْجَبَلِ He goes in the morning to the mountain. فَيَحْتَطِبَ And over there he collects firewood. فَيَبِيعَ And then after collecting that, and he ties that with his rope and he takes it to the marketplace, فَيَبِيعَ And he sells that firewood, فَيَأْكُلَ And then he eats, وَيَتَصَدَّقَ And he gives charity from that, خَيْرٌ لَهُ This is better for him, مِنْ أَنْ يَسْأَلَ النَّاسِ From the fact that he would ask people. قَالَ أَبُوْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ صَالِحُ بْنُ كَيْسَانَ أَكْبَرُ مِنَ الزُّهْرِيِّ وَهُوَ قَدْ أَدْرَكَ بْنَ عُمَرَ So we see over here that it's always better to not ask. Do you notice something else in this hadith? Anything else? Exactly. That the Prophet ﷺ is saying that if a person were to take his rope, because that's all he has, he doesn't have any fancy tools, just a simple rope, and with that, he is only able to collect firewood and sell that, and with that money, he eats food, and then from that money, he also gives sadaqah. From those little earnings, he is giving sadaqah. So you can even give sadaqah from the little that you have. A person does not have to have a lot of money in order to give sadaqah. Because sometimes what happens is that we keep waiting. We keep thinking, okay, when I have thousands of dollars sitting in my bank account, then I will give a $2,000 donation. But we can also give a 20 cent donation. So a person does not have to have a lot in order to give. Try to keep a variety. Like for example, if you're able to distribute your zakat between four groups of people, that's also good. And if one year you are sending a poor person on hajj, 
for example. And the next year, perhaps you give it, you know, to another poor family to fulfill their needs. So that's also good. Okay? Subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.